Hello, and welcome to Have You Heard, a listening project. On this podcast, we're going to share tips, stories, and practical advice to help people with hearing loss stay connected. If you or a loved one have a hearing loss or suspect you have hearing loss, or if you know anyone with hearing loss, this podcast is for you. Today, we're going to discuss how people with hearing loss can navigate successfully in the everyday world. We're going to give some helpful tips as well as explore ideas for making things even better in the future. We're pleased to have you join us today. I'm Jamie. I'm one of your hosts. And today, I am also joined by Audra. And we both work together at OEI as hearing health advocates. Hello. Excited to be here with you today, Jamie. Welcome. And I'm excited we get to talk about this topic together today. Me too. All right, so let's start off with some of the basics. Um, If you're new to the hearing loss world, you may not even know how many wonderful things there are currently out there that help assist you with everyday living. Exactly. And what I think is really neat is that there are so many things that are available even in your home. So um, when I think of different assistive technology, I think of amplified phones, which are phones that are just going to be a lot louder than a regular phone. So it's going to help people hear a little better. And a lot of times those amplifiers will even work on certain cell phones, which is really neat. There's also... um, what are they called? Phone ringing flashers. So this way, if you've got a phone, it's not only going to ring, but it's going to flash. So it's going to give you a visual signal so that you are aware that it's actually ringing. There's something very similar for your doorbell even. So that way, if somebody's ringing the doorbell, it's not just the sound, you will get the flasher, which will alert you, of course, that there's somebody at your door. Well, And have you seen these in, in, in person before, Audra? Because I have. And I got to say the the ones that I've seen um, that flash when the phone rings, like it's substantial, yes. you know, it's, it's like a strobe light it is. sometimes. It's so you can pretend like it's very noticeable. Like you're at a club, the phone is ringing, got some music in the yeah. background, a little bit of flashing. It's pretty neat, which I think is yeah, great you can do that. just so that you can kind of have that extra cue. And then um, of course, captioning telephones that are just going to be like the captions on your TV where you can read what people are saying. And then something that I've always thought was really cool. And I, even though my husband does not have a hearing loss, he does sleep like the dead. It's the bed shaker alarm to where when it goes off, not only is it actually an alarm, like it shakes the bed. So then you have no reason to not get out of bed because you've got two things. So I've always thought that that was kind of cool. Yeah, I think the bed shakers are cool. And the ones I've seen, you know, they've made a lot of improvements over the years. They, for people who are like, oh my goodness, it's going to shake your whole bed. No, but if you remember like what a pager is Mm -hmm. from back in the day, and if it was on silent, it could vibrate. You know, you could feel that like on your hip. I'd say the bed shakers that I've seen, they probably, you know, vibrate like twice as much as like an old old school pager. Ah. Um, And some of the ones you can you can control the intensity. So like um, there's somewhere if it's uh, set to an alarm clock, like it can attach to an alarm uh-huh. clock, it'll shake in a certain pattern oh, or that's cool. a certain um, like level, you know, like you can make it shake harder if it's your alarm going off. And then if it's also connected to, let's say like your house phone, you could have like a different vibration or pattern. Oh, if so it's you can tell what's, that's really neat. That's really cool. Yeah. I would think that they'd be like Richter so, scales, like, 10 on the Richter scale or five, depending on how much you really want to get out of bed at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. And I, it's clearly, if you're using it on your husband, you're always going to turn it mm-hmm. up to a 10. Yep, so absolutely. I feel for him. 100%. Yeah, I feel for him. Anytime. All right. <laughs> well, and I love these assistive devices because I've actually 
seen them come in handy for even when I'm seeing clients. Um, you know, people who who have listened to this podcast know. So we're hearing health advocates, and part of what we do is when people are getting a caption telephone from us, we go to their homes mm-hmm. and install them. And I had a client a couple years ago. I made an appointment to see him. I was bringing his CapTel phone so I could plug it in and teach him how to use it. And it, I guess it didn't dawn on me at that time. But, you know, when I'm dealing with people with hearing loss, I need to be more mindful to make sure that they're aware I'm coming and yeah. to make sure that they have things in place to know when I arrive. So in this case, I'm ringing this guy's doorbell. Nothing. He He can't. He can't see me. He can't hear me. But when I look through the window, you know, like like a creep. <laughs> no, not totally like a creep. But, you know, it's just like you could see through the window and you're standing at the front door. You know, I can see him sort of like off to the left and uh, he's he's faced his back yeah. is towards me and he's watching TV. Oh, my goodness. So I know he's home. Yeah. And I'm trying to like, you know, jump around or do anything so that maybe I can get into his peripheral vision for him to see me. Um, and what ended up happening was I had to go around the house. I I had to find a window oh my that was behind the TV to be like, hey, you know, I'm waving here. my hands like I'm here. And so um, and I was trying to do it. So I, you know, didn't scare him right. to death. It was a it was a delicate balance between, you know, I'm not robbing your house. Right. I don't want to scare the heck out of you. But I am here for our boy. I'm here to help. I'm not here to be yeah. weird. And so if he had, you know, like one of these doorbell flashers mm-hmm. or a shaker, um, Certainly, that would make my life easier, but his too, because I can't imagine. It's like, what happens when people are delivering packages yeah. or coming to fix things in his house? What a mess! And like, I, I've never, I've never uh, surprised anybody <laughs> by showing up for an appointment when they didn't know I was there. But um, I did have a friend um, several years ago. I used to jokingly call him my boyfriend. He was my um, my adopted grandfather, and um, he would always call. And I would, you know, take him to the grocery store, just do little things for him because he was 80, 83 years old and he needed a lot of help and he had no family at all in the whole state. So I was thinking, you know, if this were my grandfather, I would want somebody to be kind and to take care of him. So my husband and I did. But I remember he had such a profound hearing loss that he would call and he would say, hey, um, can you take me to the grocery store? And I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I work till six. I'll come and get you. And he'd say, "Okay, I'll see you in 10 minutes. And I'm like, no, not in 10 minutes. It's eight o'clock in the morning. I don't get off work till six o'clock. I won't be home to your house, you know, till about 637. He goes, "Okay, great. See you in 10 minutes. And, you know, we live in Florida. And so just the the thought that this poor guy more than once sat outside in the Florida heat waiting four hours for me because he could he just couldn't hear that I, you know, was telling him that it would be hours before I would get there. He was just used to me, you know, on the weekends and on my days off. Of course, I'll be there in 10 minutes. But when I'm working, I can't. So it was always really heartbreaking. And this and there was no getting him to text. We had tried that. I thought, well, maybe this will be a great, you know, a great way to do this i'll just send him a text message but we could never quite get that that going we could never make it happen Mm. so i for one love these assisted devices because they're so important and just helping people have any type of quality of life to be able to do the things that you know we kind of take for granted when you don't have a hearing loss yeah and that's you know and as you tell that story i'm thinking that man is really smart or he really was missing out on resources Mm -hmm. because when I'm older and I need help, 
I'm just going to pretend people said they'll be there in 10 <laughs> minutes and then I'm going to get helped really, really quickly. Yes. But I have a feeling that wasn't his intention no, here. No, poor but guy. Yeah. It wasn't at all. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. So resources like this, and I think people don't know about simple everyday ones, mm-hmm. you know, that aren't so advanced in terms of like technology, but, um, you know, if you have a paper map when you're asking people for directions mm-hmm. and you have trouble hearing, you know, people can can write on there, draw on there. Even if you have paper and pen, nothing like a good paper and pen. True story. I, I even use that if I'm if I'm lost somewhere, you know, and someone wants to give me directions, I don't have a good memory. Mm-hmm. So just to have something quick to jot it down. Um, and there's also, you know, people aren't aware that there are visor cards that you can keep yeah, in the car. Those are really so awesome. if you know, you get pulled over for some reason, this card, you can show it to a police officer and without you speaking and without you looking threatening, it explains like, you know, you have a hearing loss and you maybe in this case rely on people's, you know, reading lips or sometimes the visor cards say, you know, please face mm-hmm. me or it gives people that heads up though, um, that, you know, who you are, what your position is and maybe explains ahead of time why you don't catch everything, let's say, in that kind of case. And I think that that, and I'm glad you brought that up because those visor cards are amazing. They just, the fact that it has all that information and you can just hold it right up. I don't know if you saw, but there was a story um, a couple of, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, but there was a deaf man in Colorado who was in jail for four months and they arrested him for like resisting arrest and all of these other things because they did not know he was deaf. Could you imagine how horrific and ridiculous that is to just arrest somebody and accuse them of resisting arrest and all this stuff and throwing them in jail when the whole problem turned out was that this man was deaf. They said he had counterfeit money in his pocket, but it was like fake money from Wish that wasn't even American money. So like the the whole thing was just ridiculous and that it took four months (laughs) for them to get it all sorted out and to drop the charges on this guy. But how how awful, how ridiculous, and how completely unnecessary. I mean, just sad all around. And and I think when I when I read stories like that, it's like, oh, I wish that man had a visor card. You know, I wish those were like mandatory mm-hmm. for people to have or, you know, somehow built in somewhere, because that way it wouldn't even be a thought. But yeah, what a what a heartbreaking story on on something that I would think wouldn't happen in this day and age. Yeah. But clearly still does. Yeah. And I think sometimes, again, we've talked about it before with some other, when you have a hearing loss, it's kind of like an invisible, almost like an invisible disability. People don't always know just by looking at you. So I think that I, I'm grateful for, you know, audiologists and, and people like that. And part of our job is to raise awareness so that people are aware that this may be the case. So I'm just hoping that maybe there's some changes made at that police department. So that way something like this doesn't happen again. Yeah. And I think too, you know, I don't have a diagnosed hearing loss, but I I, I can imagine a time it's like if I ever get pulled over and it's like, I don't know, on a freeway and there's lots of noise, you know, there's still the possibility that people without hearing loss Mm -hmm. can struggle to hear or understand in situations like these. So I think you bring a good point about just everybody be more aware that we could all be dealing with something that people can't see Mm -hmm. and to just be aware that there might be something that's not necessarily sketchy, you know, going on too. Right. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. My mom and I used to talk on the phone every day, but lately she can't hear me when I call. 
I have to repeat myself over and over. It's so frustrating, but I know it's even more frustrating for mom. Thankfully, we got her a CapTel captioned telephone. It's just like the captions you see on TV, only for phone calls. Now, if she can't hear what I say, she can read the captions. Our local CapTel outreach person took care of everything. It was so easy. We're back to talking every day, and it means the world to me and to my mom. If someone you know can't hear over the phone, we can help you get a CapTel phone at no cost. Visit oeius.org for details. And welcome back. So another thing I wanted to remind everybody about is that thanks to the Americans with Disabilities Act, public venues are required to make accommodations for people with hearing loss. And a lot of people don't know that. So Mm -hmm. um, hearing loss is considered a disability. And so under that act, people are entitled to things that they may not know about. For example, hotel rooms. Hotel rooms, they have certain hotel rooms that are set up in a certain way and have certain equipment in them for people with hearing loss. Mm -hmm. So you can call when you make reservations and you can ask them. I don't like the term, but the term is sometimes hearing impaired rooms. And if you ask for one of those rooms, you know, some of those rooms include things like bed shakers and the doorbell flasher and amplified phones and caption telephones. And people don't always know unless they ask. So, yeah. That's awesome. So at movie theaters and live performances, they will oftentimes have like hearing impaired resources. So that's going to include captions on some things. A lot of times you can even get an American Sign Language uh, interpreter who's going to be able to perform the whole show, which is kind of neat. You can also get an assisted device at a live theater. It'll have headphones where you're able to get the sound either directly to the headset or stream it straight through your hearing aids, which is really neat, so that you're able to hear everything. Um, In addition to that, there are also looping uh, systems in many public places, so train stations, airports, conference venues, and that's another way to get the sound instead of it kind of coming from a podium or from a speaker. You can get it concentrated directly to a headset or your hearing aids, which just makes it easier to hear presentations. Um, Museums also have the same types of devices that you can use. So if you're taking a self-tour, instead of having to kind of listen to a guide go through everything, you can just plug right in and listen to uh, a presentation as you're going as you're going through a museum. So there's lots of different devices out there. And I think sometimes it's just a matter of understanding what your options are. We've got several episodes. So if you want to go back through our podcast, check out some of the other episodes. We do talk about some of those devices. So one other thing that I definitely want to bring up, in addition to knowing what your options are and what rights you have under the ADA, when you have a hearing loss, it is incredibly important that you learn how to advocate for yourself because you are always going to be your own best advocate, right? You are going to be the one that's going to have to say, you know, if you're on the phone talking to customer service and somebody has an accent, don't be afraid and don't feel like it's rude to say hey, I need to speak to somebody with fluent English. I have a hearing loss. It's very difficult to understand. If you are talking to someone and you're having a hard time you know, understanding them, don't be afraid to say, uh, I would really appreciate if you could face me directly. Um, I have a hard time hearing you when you're not looking directly at me. So um, just keep in mind, there's lots of different ways that you can kind of stand up for yourself because having a hearing loss is nothing to be ashamed about. It's nothing to feel weird about. Hearing loss is incredibly common. 
So just, you know, having the confidence to know that hearing loss doesn't prevent you from doing the things that you want to do. You just have to advocate for yourself to make sure that you're getting what you need. Yeah. And I think people forget too, you know, these things are for you, but they're also for the people around you. Absolutely. You know, someone's taking the time to, to talk to you. They want you to hear mm-hmm, them. Exactly. And they want you to understand what they're saying. 100%. So a lot of times, yeah, we, we come across people that are embarrassed or feel like, oh, I don't want to tell someone I didn't hear what they said. But the other person, they want you to mm-hmm. do that, actually. They'd actually like you to hear and understand what they've just said to you. So I say to people, don't cut yourself short. Someone's talking to you for a reason. Exactly. They want to hear from you. They want to have that conversation. So um, one thing that I do want to point out, because we're still kind of in the middle of it, is how the COVID pandemic has really, you know, affected people with hearing loss. I did a little bit of research. And according to a study done by the HLAA, 95% of people with hearing loss says that others wearing masks creates a huge barrier for them. Because it's difficult, you know, sounds are muffled, you're not able to read lips. So I would like for people to keep in mind that there's, you know, different things like face shields or window masks can help if you are talking to people or regularly um, communicating with people with a hearing loss. That way they can continue to see your face and your lips. Um, According to the same study, 89% of people with hearing loss say that they experienced a lot of accessibility issues during the pandemic, including the fact that, you know, social distancing makes communication more difficult. And that what they found out is that there is just a lack of captions across all platforms that they really need for receiving, you know, important information and updates. And I think the pandemic really kind of brought up that there is a bit of a a break in the system that we have that is not as accessible for people with hearing loss as it should be. Um, Another 35% said that they seen just a lack of empathy when it comes to their hearing loss because of the unique conditions the pandemic has created. So again, we understand we're in the middle of something a little bit unprecedented, but I don't think a lot of people, unless you have a hearing loss, really focus on how difficult it can be. So definitely it's something to keep in mind. And in in addition, and along with those masks, is losing hearing aids. Because again, a lot of hearing aids, they're over the ear. So if you're wearing a mask, which is also over your ear, it's very difficult, you know, to to prevent when you're taking the mask off to keep it from flicking your hearing aid away. And these hearing aids are incredibly expensive. So if that's an issue that you're having, definitely look into a mask clip so that you're not, you know, losing your very expensive hearing aid every time you're taking your mask on and off. That's a very good reminder. Mm, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And if I were someone who wore hearing aids, I guarantee you I would have lost them by oh, now. Oh, 100%. And I would be someone, yeah, I need. I would need the mask clips. That's a very good reminder. And I think too, you know, we're all dealing with isolation and we're all, all of us are already dealing with the lack of communication. And so it just, it's sad because it gets compounded and I'm, I'm sad about the the study where it mentions the lack of empathy for others. But I think we can all relate to that because it's like uh, everybody's having a lack of empathy for everybody because the pandemic has worn everybody down, whether you have hearing loss or not. So it doesn't make it right, but it's it's just a a sad reality at the moment. I agree. So yes, I think the the long story short is everybody should be mindful. Mm -hmm. It's just all about everybody being mindful, right? Just... It, that's what it comes down to. Um, all right. Well, 
let's turn to something which I think will be kind of fun. We, we've talked about things that are available currently for people with hearing loss to navigate through life. I personally think that some of these things can be approved upon. Yeah. Um, Audra, do you happen to have a wish list of things you hope that will become available in the future? Um, there's a couple things. So um, a friend of mine back in the day had these glasses and I think it was like a Google glass, but she was, she was testing the product. It's like a, a small little screen right on the front of these glasses that she would use. I think it would be really awesome if people could have something like that with hearing loss to where you automatically got captions of a conversation that could come up right on your glasses. I think that that would be super amazing. I think it would be really helpful. Um, maybe even captions on a crosswalk to give you more of an indication of what's going to happen or even a strobe light that would let you know, hey, it's time to walk because it's flashing and kind of, you know, giving you that extra indicator that it's safe for you to go across the street. Um, let's see what else. Well, let me ask you hmm. this. Do you ever watch football? I know that seems like a random, but it has something to do with this. Did you ever watch football on TV? I don't. I'm not a football fan, but perfect. I know that what people great, love per- it. Perfect. Well, yes, people do love it. I'm one of them. But the crosswalk reminds me that, okay, so when you watch football on TV, what I like about it, they have digital graphics they can use to show you, okay, here's where you're starting with the ball. Okay. And then they can make another graphic with like a line that's like, okay, and here's where you need to get to with the ball to get a first down, as they call it. I'm not going to explain the whole game of football, but people who know, (laughs) follow me. Gotcha. So... All I'm trying to say is they can do things on TV to indicate for folks you're not on the field and you're not playing Uh like they can use these graphics. I think it would be so helpful to have similar graphics on the crosswalk to your point. So like sometimes on the graphics on TV, they can show you like three yards until the first down. And I would love the graphic for the crosswalk to be like, you know, 10 seconds until the next light turns for the cars or, you know, you have 10 seconds to to clear the walkway. Mm -hmm. Like it would be cool to see a digital countdown on the ground, I think, because I'm somebody, I live near New York. Um, I love East Coasters. I'm not from here. Don't hate me for this. But uh, in general, when I walk in New York, I keep my head down. Uh It's not always the friendly place where I walk with my head up. So I'm thinking, how would I best pay attention to the crosswalk? And what visual indicator could I use as someone just without hearing loss anyway? That's what I think would be super cool, right? Like a digital clock that somehow counts down on the floor of the crosswalk so that when I'm looking down, I can just easily see how much time I've got to cross. And it doesn't matter how many people or how loud it is because, yeah, you know, you can New York can be very it. loud. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, thanks for my reference to football that Otter didn't get. But those of you who've <laughs> seen it on TV, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. That would be my dream for the crosswalk. And I think, too, you've brought up football and even baseball, any type of sporting event. It would be really cool because they always have like the kiss camera and you can zoom in and you can see people kissing. How awesome would it be on that same screen where they have that if they had captions of everything that the announcers were saying? So that way you're not only watching the game, but you're also getting the captions of everything that's being said. And I think that that would be really helpful because if you can zoom in on people smooching, you can also provide captions for people with hearing loss. (laughs) I feel like... Uh, you know, the ability is there. So I agree with that. I just thought of something else. It would be really nice if it was easy to have captions across all of the different apps. Cause most of us, you know, we may have like, I have a Roku. So I have different, like I've got the Peacock channel and I have this channel and I have that channel. I have to go into every single channel 
to turn the captions on. And it's not that I have a hearing loss. And you're talking loss. about, just so I'm clear, yes. you're talking about like apps that you access on the yeah, TV. Sorry. So you're talking about when you want to stream TV shows or you're going exactly. into different apps for TV shows. You have to go in, you're right. You have to go into every single app and turn them on individually yes. each time. And it's really annoying. Yeah. So being able to just have the ability to turn captions on, period. <laughs> and it should be on for everything. I should not have to go into everyone and turn them on. Um, so that would be great. And then if captions were just quicker on live TV, that would also be really helpful. Because then by the time, you know, the person has moved on to another subject and the captions are just now catching up. So it would be nice if it was faster. Yeah. And 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 I'm back to the TV captions, though, in terms of like having to turn them on in each app. Um, the thing that I think also bothers me, follow me if you can, sometimes the show itself suddenly has captions mm. and then the captions I've turned on and the captions they already have they're crossing each other out. Yes. So I have times where I'm like, well, now I've just missed the whole thing. And I have to finagle turning off the captions I turned on so that I can see the ones that they've just included just for that part of the TV show. So I wish that there was an automatic setting that it's like, if you have captions turned on mm -hmm. for the whole TV show, they know to do something on the screen so that I don't miss whatever they chose to caption in that part of the TV show. But um, my wife and I love to watch TV with captions and we've noticed that a lot of the time we're watching like British shows and we have trouble sometimes with the accent. So it's just been really helpful to, to have captions and know what they were talking about. And then there's times where we laugh and I go, yeah, if we didn't have captions turned on, I never would have understood what this person just said. Wouldn't have got the joke. So captions, yeah, captions can be beneficial for more, more than just hearing loss. Sometimes it's, you know, the way people are speaking mm -hmm. or an accent or 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 sometimes I'm trapped with my three-year-old son he's almost three he thinks he's 21 mm -hmm. and if we're stuck in a hotel and he's sleeping and I want to watch tv yeah. guess what happens no volume and all captions so and it makes a difference I use captions for the same reason I have a very loud five-year-old and captions on the tv are great but it would also be awesome if we just had captions in more places like on a flight. Because a lot of times when you're on a flight, and I think maybe American Airlines and several others, there's a screen on the back of the chair that they use to screen in-flight movies. It would be really awesome if they could turn those screens on. And even if it's not yes. exact captions of what the flight attendant is saying, if it was even just a, a captioned version of the same presentation that they're going to be given, I think that that would be super helpful because then you could read it. Um, because sometimes even if you don't have a hearing loss, maybe there's a screaming kid on the plane who's afraid to fly. And it just would be nice to have it written down. Before the pandemic, I used to fly a ton. And I would tell you like nine out of 10 times, I didn't hear a thing the pilot right. said. It sounds like the microphone is like in his yeah, mouth and it would be like, you know, we're going to be going over the mountains and then we're going to be going to the West. It's like, I think he said mountains and I think he said we're going West and I don't know what else. So yeah. cap. And they, they finally have captioned the safety video. That's awesome. So there's a start there, but I'm with you. Use those TV screens on the seats. Give us captions of everything. Everybody says that would be very, very helpful. Yeah. It'd be nice if they were in taxi cabs too. Just everywhere. Captions everywhere for everyone because it just makes life easier. Again, especially if you have a hearing loss, but even if you don't, in larger cities, you know, on buses and things like that, 
Again, I hate that hearing loss is such an invisible disability and a lot of people don't notice. And having something as simple as just writing things down and having more written information, especially in this age where everything is digital, it should not be that difficult to be able to put something on a cell phone or to have extra screens that just have some writing on it so that people are able to hear and understand um, everything that's, that's being said around them. Oh, and you know what? If we had doorbells that could maybe ring to your smartwatch. So like the gentleman that you had, instead of Mm. having to jump outside his window and wave your hand, if he had a doorbell ringer that would go to his smartwatch that could maybe vibrate, then he would know that somebody is at his front door or even if they could connect it to like our CapTel phone, just so that you would have an extra level of letting you know that something is ringing, somebody is trying to get a hold of you because it's not just you relying on the sound. There's a couple of other ways. I think that that would be super awesome. Yeah. And I was going to say about the taxi cab example, one reason I'm not going a lot of places in the moment because of the pandemic, but when I do travel, one reason that I like to use other services like Uber, because I like that I can put, I have to put in the address of where I'm going. So they know ahead of time. And I've referenced, I, I don't live in New York City, but I live near it. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten into a taxi cab and the cab driver thought they heard where mm. I was going, and then I end up at the wrong destination. Yeah. So it's like even if captions weren't available, you know, they have TV screens in these in these cabs a lot of the time. I'd love to just be able to text, you know, that like would be cool. instead of giving me all these ads, it's like put up a screen that's like, where are you going? Yeah. And I could literally punch in the address. That would be awesome. Because for people who are, yeah, not near New York. You know, there's like a bulletproof glass between you and the driver. So it's already difficult to communicate, even if you don't have hearing loss. And then it's loud. Yeah, it's loud in the city. And and so that's that would be, I think, something that's like doable. It doesn't seem like it would cost a lot of money to just, you know, yeah, be able to to text them and say, this is where I'm mm-hmm. going. And to confirm that and address. That would yeah, be super cool. I like that idea. Absolutely. Well, you know, this has been really great, but that is unfortunately all the time we have for today. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Continuing on this season of Have You Heard, a listening project, we're going to continue to explore all things hearing related. So we do hope that you join us. Next time, we're going to delve into the whys and hows of hearing loss. I think that's going to be super interesting, especially if maybe you've just been diagnosed with a hearing loss. You'll get a lot of good information out of it. So please do join us. In the meantime, do not forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out. So thank you to everybody who has joined us today. Thank you so much, Jamie, for being here with me. Thank you, Audra. I always have fun working with you. For more information, on hearing health resources, be sure to visit us at oeius.org. That's oeius.org. I'm Audra. And I'm Jamie. And we just want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on the Have You Heard podcast. And remember, stay safe and stay connected. Copyright 2021 by OEI. Guests of the podcast and resources mentioned are for the interest of our audience only. There are no marketing agreements or incentives involved.